I'm not just going to be open to anything and anyone at this point. I'm just, I'm too discerning. I like a particular kind of person and that's what I'm available for. At one point, I remember sitting up on the scaffolding and you walked up to me and you looked up and you were like, do I have permission to flirt with her? I then shared with her. I said, so I just asked my wife if I have permission to flirt with you. And she said, yes. Do I have your permission to flirt with you? (laughs) It was fun and cute. And it's a form of consent. I'm Alexa, and you're listening to That Sex Chick, a Soulfire production. Hello, people. Of the world. Of the whole wide world. Near and far. Jordan and I are here to put a bow on our Burning Man conversation. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's we had the initial one like over a week ago. I don't know if it was a week ago. I think it was. I don't know. So we recorded last week sometime and you don't know what today is for us. So <laughs> last week sometime <laughs> and then our lives as they are more often than not has been a, our lives were, were a whirlwind for a whole week <laughs> in between recording the initial Burning Man episode part one and this one part two. So we just walked into the office and went, what the hell did we talk about? When did we, what did we end on? And I, and you know, without having to go dig around in the computer and listen to the tail end, we basically agreed that we finished with, we told all of you about our setup. We told you about the journey there, the journey there. We told you about our 2019 experience. And I am pretty sure I even told you about the whole stapling my finger fiasco. (laughs) And, uh, and then we were at basically day one Mm -hmm. of the actual event of burning man. We think that's where we left off at least. That's what we're going to tell ourselves. And that's where we're going to pick up for this show here to basically tell you what happened while we were actually at the event. Well, but hang on a second. Oh, damn. (laughs) Before we get into that, I do want to say part of the craziness of life. Oh yeah. Is last weekend Lex officiated a wedding for one of her, her longest standing client and like somebody who's become a good friend. It was Maybe you'll talk about that in depth another time, but it just felt fun to share that because I'm so proud of my baby. Oh, thanks. You crushed it. Yeah. So we are admittedly like running on fumes right now. (laughs) We just got back from being at a wedding where I was officiating. We were in Aspen Mm. and uh, we got home at like one in the morning a day ago. And after having to miss a flight and catch a later one, it was like a whole process. And uh, right before we, locked ourselves in the office with our two dogs that are a little bit insane. Um, we, I was downstairs with my retreat assistant and we were going through a whole retreat track checklist because this weekend I am co-facilitating the fully embodied woman retreat with Bryn and Camille, our assistant in life. And then also our retreat assistant, uh, yeah, we have that this coming weekend. So it's like, and then the weekend before all of this, I had my stepdad's 70th birthday party in New Orleans. So we're just like back to backing since then, we got back from Burning yeah. Man. And then this weekend I'm producing a wedding. Yeah. 
I don't even know how that happened. I guess because our wedding was so cool and festivals that we've created, we do dope events. We do dope events and we are admittedly in a season of like, we're approaching burnout. I think hundred percent. Yeah. Like we have approaching. Okay. We're okay. We are in burnout land. Um, I could cry just talking right now. Like we have a lot of commitments and, and our life is really busy and, uh, yeah. And like we're committed to our audience and we're committed to our clients and we're committed to, you know, this podcast and our listeners who are listening to us here and we're committed to each other. Mm -hmm. And at times it is really hard to juggle it all. It is. You're doing great, baby. I as great as I can, I think. I think one event at a <laughs> well, time, you could do better. You know, I'm just knocking it out of the park one event at a time, but you should see how I fall apart in between. You should have seen it right before we press record on this. We, I just, you, us, it's like, yeah, we're processing. We're processing. There's a lot of challenges, a lot of big energy, a lot of commitments, yeah. like a lot of beautiful opportunities and life's just big right now. Yeah. And it was too late for us to wait to record this. Totally. It's like it has part to happen. Two. It has to ha- happen right now because part one is already in the chamber. <laughs> Meaning if we don't get this podcast wrapped up in the next like 12 hours and submitted, <laughs> then all of you listening would only get part one. <laughs> and then there'd be like an awkward break with another with episode. A different, like a guest and then part two would happen like randomly. And that's just like not great for the show. Anyway, uh, there's your taste of what it's like behind the scenes for the Bowditches. Totally. And sex and love go like it's really real. And we in our next season of sorts, you know, I keep questioning like how long is a season because this one feels like it's like way longer than a season, right? A season is supposed to be just like a few months, like winter, fall. Like, do you mean the podcast season or life season? Our life season. Gotcha. I'm like, our life is just this season, you know? <laughs> it doesn't really make sense. It's an sense. infinite, never-ending, perpetual season. That's what it feels like. It does. And we have become really clear, like that we're we're fulfilling a lot of things that we agreed to do before we went to Burning Man. And while we were at Burning Man, I think you came to some conclusion of like, we're going into a season of no. Yeah. So I don't know how we exit the current season to then go into the season of no, but I'm really excited for whenever no happens. No to lots of things. Yeah. It's on the horizon. Yeah. Our relationship, of course, like it needs a break. Like It, it needs it, some no's for the rest of life outside of us. I think so. Especially as we get ready to hopefully become parents relatively oh. soon, mm-hmm. you know, and yep. that's so anyway. Let's talk about Burning Man. Yeah. I think everyone's fully more or less caught up. I will do a separate episode at some point uh, on the wedding that I got to officiate, which was totally. super cool. And the so lessons cool. on love and love, love. Mm. And I love sharing it with all of you who are listening to us now. And without further ado, what the fuck happened at Burning Man? Well, it feels fun to revisit for sure. Cause we came back and it was like, we had to jump right back into stuff. So I'm grateful for this opportunity. Um, geez, let's see. Day one. Day one. Well, one big thing that's different about this, and I can't even remember if we talked about this on the last one, but it was like, we had more of our core squad. We had one of our closest friends in particular and somebody who's become a close friend. They just made the experience all that much richer. Um, yeah. so that was exciting to have her and him, the two, 
uh, and then others that inevitably rounded out the squad. Yeah. Um, we felt like our first time we didn't really have our, our people to navigate the mm-hmm. burn with. And this time around, we almost had too many people yes. and it kind of, if anyone listening is here and has gone on a trip with a bunch of people or <laughs> gone on a family trip or a big group of friends, bachelor or bachelorette party, something whatever. like that, where everyone needs to, like, it's a, it's a big group of people and everyone's trying to move locations together. It is like a shit show and something that, you know, you and I could decide to go off somewhere mm. and we would just hop on our bikes and figure out like leave, mm. you know, I mean, it still would take time because it's like, oh, I forgot goggles and how long am I going to be out? And you need to refill your bottle of water. And you know what? Maybe I'll go to the porter potties that are the, that are right here instead of it's just a little bit of a clusterfuck, even by yourself. Yes. Much less one other person. Add 12 people. And it's just yeah, a little bit insane because it's like you try to leave and then one more person wants to come and hang on. They got to get their bike and they got to fill their water and they need to tell one more person that they're leaving. And then by the time we would leave, it would just take a really long time. Mm-hmm. And we loved it. Of course we did. That's part of the fun is just figuring all that out and the infinite potential of this magical uh, nine, 10, however many days, if you do build and set up, it's, that's one of the big things that keeps us coming back. Uh, And it's funny. One of our friends that went, she's kind of like, not kind of, she's of the mindset. It wasn't worth it. I don't think I want to do it again. However, but as time is passing already wants to do it. She wants to do it again, but differently. And that's just a testament to how incredible the artistry, the creativity, the community, the possibilities, the possibilities. you can see and feel yeah. when one possibility is playing out. You can see and feel all of almost, you know, I don't want to say all yeah. of the different options, but you are aware of some of what the other options could be. It reminds me of the movie everything all the time, all at once. Isn't that what it is? Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That was a cool movie. (laughs) It's a really cool movie and and a weird, wild one. So, you know, what do we do during the day? Well, in theory, so just to recap quickly, there's 70 to 80,000 plus people. There are, I don't know how big it is exactly, but there's a lot of territory to navigate miles, many square miles. I don't know how many, but several. Good. I'm not a mathematician, (laughs) although my great, 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 great uncle was. Uh, So during the day, what's challenging and what was challenging this year in particular is it was particularly hot. Now it's middle summer. We talked about this. We did. Okay. Um, But that aside, you would go to a bunch of different camps. You just drive down the different avenues or drive, ride your bike down the different avenues. And you, I mean, there's tens of thousands of people and there's thousands of camps. Every experience you can and can't imagine is available as an option. So one example that I think is a fun one would be the the Christmas one. I don't think you shared that on the last one. So no, no, I didn't. No, because we were like we'd we'd recapped all the way until we were actually yeah. at the event. And the first couple of days, it's really like settling in and new people are still arriving. And then mm-hmm. um, I think it was one of the first days you had shifts for our camp. Mm-hmm. And so we went across the playa and we were just going to go, you know, see friends that were at a different camp. We knew we may or may not see them, but we're going to travel over there. Cause that's the yep. thing is like, you might know someone's coordinates, but you have no idea if they're there and there's no service. So, yep. you know, we had a little whiteboard outside of our bus that way, if someone came by and we weren't there, they could leave a message and yeah. say that they came by and say where, you know, that they were doing something at a certain time. Yeah. And and if we wanted to go, we could 
go by. And um, you'd see that on the outside of lots of people's buses or vans or camps where they put like a little whiteboard so that people could leave messages. Mm -hmm. So uh, one of the first days it was actually, I think day one of my period and it's really challenging to have a period (sighs) and the playa and porter potties and the heat and all of that. And so that was, that was a thing. Um, And it was funny because one of our friends let me ride in the back of his chariot which is like a little trailer that he was pulling on the back of his electric bike. So and awesome. so I didn't have to sit on a bike seat that day, which felt really great not to have to do, mm-hmm. but we went across the playa on one of our first days and we were actually going to see mama Gina, mm-hmm. which this is like a, a weird, unpopular opinion. I was with you. I didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's weird to say because she's done such amazing work in in the world and with her book, Pussy, um, a reclamation. Yes. Like the book. Great. I think a lot of people really enjoy her messaging. Um, but I was really caught off guard. Yeah. And to not go into it too much, but that there's, there's tons of talks, right. And workshops and you could see a lot of really awesome people. John Wineland was there, like some of the heaviest hitters and like yeah, the conscious Aubrey community. Yeah, Aubrey and were doing workshops. Totally. I think Adam Rowe was out and he's going to be on the show. Yep. Um, and you know, in the next couple of months, weeks. But generally there, there's, you can see a lot of these people do these amazing things in other contexts. A lot of the other parts of Bernie Man, you can't. So, you know, I'll attend a workshop to maybe a few the whole time I'm there but that's not to discount how many awesome ones there are. And so that being said, there's thousands and thousands of different <laughs> workshops yeah. that you could be going to. And we just, we, I think we knew mom, there, there was like a, a stack of sex, love and relationships talks that yeah. were going to be happening at, at a, um, like this particular, a lot of yeah, at this and, particular camp. And so mm-hmm. we didn't really know what we were going to be doing that day. So we just went over there mm-hmm. and it's all the way across the playa. So we figured we'd just figure it out on the way back. But by the yeah. time we actually got there, we only got to see uh, the tail end of one talk, the very beginning of another. Which and is then, somebody who's also been on the podcast, Dr. Yeah, Kat Meyer, right? Yeah, and Kat that was, Meyer. Just the tail end of that was so great. She, She's awesome. Amazing. Loved her, loved what she was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you had to wound up, yeah. you you wound up leaving to go back to our camp to do your shift. But yep. before that, you know, we were on the front end of, um, of Mama Gina's workshop and I just... Yeah, I just I didn't vibe with it. Well, and just to close personally, the loop and move on, it yeah. was it was just intense. She it was, was intense, yeah. They were gonna do swamping, which is a lot of like shouting and like emotional pillows, release. emotional release. And to set the stage for that when she started her it was a little thing, bit aggressive. She was like kind of running around and yelling at people and it was just telling like, them to get the fuck exactly. out. And so Yeah, yeah and some just, stuff that you know what? Actually that I I really don't resonate with this um angry feminism. I don't fucking like it. I don't like it. I, I like my, let's for lack of a better term, some of my conservative edges, even though I'm a sex coach, Uh like I, I don't like feeling like I have to care about all that fucking shit. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't, I don't like the overuse of the word patriarchy. I Uh don't like feeling like I have to care about all these things that are happening in the world that are, I'm not directly connected with that. I should feel and care and all this. And like, I just, I don't believe a lot of the same things that people I think presuppose a sex coach Mm. believes. And I don't like when I'm like, 
it's a whole room of people and not everyone's going to feel or think or believe the same in that way. And it's just like, sometimes I feel like we get into a place where like sex, love and relationships is the overarching topic. And it's assumed that I, we, everyone who's at that thing is like very liberal. Look I'm at just going to say go. we're liberal. Like wow. it's just this assumption. And, and I am somewhere in the middle and I like catering and making sure that the language that I use people can find their truth and their authenticity within how I'm phrasing things. Mm. I don't fucking like when people just assume things about their audience or about like me and I wind up taking like offense to it. And I'm like, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> Come on, baby. Look at you go. Coming in hot with the uh, yeah. nuanced dynamic perspective. Oh, wow. Imagine Shocker. that. Imagine that's allowed. That. But I also think that that's like the type of people that listen to our show and sure. follow us. They, they believe a lot in the way that we do mm-hmm. nuanced conversations and perspectives. And like, I love you for what you believe generally yeah. speaking, whoever, but I don't, want to be in connection with you if you're going to try to make me believe what you believe. Well, yeah. And being willing to be curious and change our mind on stuff. Yeah. I like that space too. I I really Uh, don't like to feel like someone, someone is like, well, if you don't believe us, like, how dare you? And you're stupid. If you, Oh, I just, anyway, and I'm not saying that all of that was what was really going on, um, at this particular, you know, start of this event or whatever, but I just, it reminds me it was present in some ways. And it reminds me of this feeling that I just, you know, as soon as, she, as soon as my machine, like walked to the other side of, of, uh, of the venue, you ran away. I did. <laughs> I got out. <laughs> well, because I, I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't want to swamp either. We were, yeah, not in that energy. And wasn't ready again, she's fucking amazing. She's done incredible work. And I'm sure that workshop was great. And people got amazing value out oh, of yeah. it. It's just like, wasn't for me. We were at. Wasn't yeah, for us. Wasn't for, wasn't for you. And uh, so we decided to go, uh-huh. but you weren't with me. Nope. Um, it, it was me and one of our really great friends that like was, he was adamant to show us the playa in a different way. He was a godsend for the experience. Yeah, <laughs> it was so great. And so I was getting toted in the chariot and we essentially went bar hopping uh-huh. and we had our own love and relationship dialogue that we took yeah. as we bar hopped. You know, there was a time like for a part of the time while we were navigating and we would stop at a little bar and they were all super quirky and he would share something that was going on in his relationship and mm-hmm. what was my advice and perspective. And when it's someone I really care about, I, or it's clients or it's community, I really love being in flow and conversation. Yeah. Um, I get a little weird and you know this, I get a little weird when someone asks me what I do. Yep. And then as soon as I say it, they immediately start divulging their personal information. And, and they I'm like, just like I'm throw not, all this shit at right, you. <laughs> I'm not prepared for it. I'm sure you've seen it happen. Oh, I'm not yeah, prepared for it. I'm not ready to hold space. And then all of a sudden I'm there. But when it's people that it's like, I really care about them and it's in the flow of conversation, I light up like a Christmas tree. Sure. It is my like soul's deepest excitement. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it felt really good to like leave a facilitated formal workshop and go have our own workshop totally. as we, you know, played and navigated the playa. And so we kept bouncing around and then eventually I went, Oh, well I have something going on in my relationship that I can bring up. And even though he's not a relationship coach or any of that, he's still a human that is in relationship with other people. And I can say, what do you think of this perspective? How would you choose to think or believe. And while we were having these conversations, we were stopping at these really weird 
quirky, fun bars that were all different themes. Mm-hmm. One of them was um, like the Christmas. It was like a Christmas camp and everything was Christmas themed and it's like a hundred degrees outside and it's hilarious. Uh, and so they, they, um, when you got there, they would, you were offered a blowjob shot mm-hmm. because blowjobs are made with peppermint schnapps. Uh-huh. And so that's very Christmassy. So they would make you a blowjob shot, but the only way you could take it is if you put your whole mouth over it and like took it like, you know, like, yep. no hands. like a blowjob mm-hmm. shot, no hands. But before they would give you the blowjob shot, they would spank you with a paddle mm-hmm. that said naughty or nice. So it would ask you when you walked in, are you naughty or nice? Was it with a stamp or just said naughty or nice? It was it. a paddle that Got said it. naughty okay. um, on one side and then said nice on the other side. And, and they're so all dressed in, up as Santas and elves, elves and, and everybody had Christmas outfits on. It's great. So they're like half naked, but like a Santa hat, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. And so I came in and I have a picture getting, you know, I asked the, the guy with the paddle, I was like, naughty or nice. And, uh, or I said, what do you think? And he flipped it around and then it stopped on naughty and he whacked me and then <laughs> whacked our friend. And then, and then we got to have our blowjob shots and then we went somewhere and they had like really like interesting drinks some places yeah. like a mezcal espresso martini like yeah weird i was thinking on that one that was super tasty it was weird but what about russell the love muscle oh y'all uh, my wife oh yeah was unfaithful to me yeah on this i adventure. straddled a giant dick i'm talking one that's literally a thousand times my size maybe tens of thousands of <laughs> i had to sizes my time. You, i couldn't <laughs> even wrap my legs or my arms around it so we left in between you know the bars we're just like navigating the neighborhoods and outside of one is a giant like bucking bronco <laughs> cock it's on like a spring-loaded thing that you can rock, and every right? now and then it would shoot water in the air out of the tip of the dick no that far i don't think you told me that yeah That's it would just hilarious. every now and then it would spray water russell the love muscle so i have Come pictures on. of straddling russell the love muscle it was outside of this camp i don't even remember what the camp was about you gotta post that on your instagram That'll i will i will as soon as our life slows down uh-huh. and i can actually recap some of this stuff you know, on social media with all the pictures that go with it. Okay. So we're just like meandering around and stopping and talking about love. And then I'm straddling giant penis. And then, um, and then there's like a parade, you know, coming down the street of a bunch of people that are dressed like bees. (laughs) (laughs) Just buzzing. They're just like dressed like bees, but they, um, but they all had these shirts on that said the squirt. And it had like Uh, the like water emoji with a hand. mm Mm-hmm. It looked like it looked sexual. Mm-hmm. So I we we're like driving by and I at this point I'd had like some weird drinks in my system. So I was feeling particularly friendly. A little loose. So we like slow down. I'm like, what's going on here? And we're like, what's the what are you guys doing? And there's like this group of people and they've got umbrellas and they're dressed like bees and they all over the place. And um, one of them says, well, one of our camp members were wearing these shirts in honor of one of our camp members that she's had a video on the internet go viral and then be translated into several languages. So I go, who's the person? Cause you know, I'm, I'm piecing this together. There's a possibility I might know who this is. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the, the person, the little chick, she goes, Oh, it's uh, Caitlin V. And, and I go, on the what? And I yeah. jumped out of the chariot. Mm-hmm. I'm like, is she here? And she goes, yeah. And she like points in the middle of the bees. And so um, I like kind of run over there and I see in the middle and I have this moment. I see Caitlin. She sees me and we have, you know, 
she's been on the show. Yeah. She talked about premature ejaculation, erectile dysfunction, um, male pleasure, prostate, the whole thing. And her show's actually done really well mm-hmm. um, on our I, podcast. Funny enough, I listened to it either on the way or back from Burning Man. Yeah, so I, I thought she, I think she's amazing. She's and, and I really like, I really like how she sounds and like her perspectives and her, her delivery of information. We all like have a lot of similarities. It was, it we was do. fun. We do. We have, we do have a lot of similarities. I can feel that for sure. And so like we have this moment of recognition cause we look totally different. Mm-hmm. You know, like my hair was braided and her, she's like dressed like a bee with a squirt on her shirt and mm-hmm. you know, but we can, we know who each other is. And so we see each other and we have this like moment of like, Oh my gosh, what are the odds? Like this is, this Small. is burning man. It's, it's these moments of how did this just happen? You know, I know you from a different state in our field, there's 80,000 people. What had me pass this group of people ask, stop, ask this person. Like it's the series of synchronicities that gets you to a moment. And that in general is burning man. And just to double down on that a little bit, the odds are exponentially more likely that you would have never seen her. Yeah. No matter what you did, (laughs) if you were out all day, every day, 24 seven adventuring, it is so unlikely that you would ever cross paths with her or anyone, you know, even if you know, hundreds of people out of this tens of thousands. Right. It's highly unlikely. We know tons of people that went that we didn't see. Yeah. And of the people that we did see, we saw them maybe once. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and some others like, you know, we made plans or like they joined our group for an experience or an adventure. And so those are, you know, it gets a little bit different once you do run into somebody, but just again, to really double click on the magic and the synchronicity of that for that to happen. And for the many other experiences similar ish to that, uh, that's when you're in the flow of this shared intention of these kinds of people of all of it that just happens. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, so that's like, you know, that's like the, the big moment of that particular Uh story. We continued bopping around, Mm -hmm. uh, and then eventually got back to the camp and I was literally coated in dust, Uh you know, every day was, there were these windows of time where it was just super dusty. And, mm-hmm. um, it's funny cause we've had, we had friends that, uh, was their first burn. And there was one in particular that just kept saying over and over again, Oh wow, it's so dusty. And we're like, yeah, it's really dusty here. <laughs> is that who I think it is? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's another person that's actually been on the show. I feel just, it's Casey. Yeah, it's Casey. It's Casey Neal. Yeah, Casey. she's really sweet. It, it was her first burn and first it was, it was wow, challenging. Yeah, yeah, it was sweet. And I don't know if I, I, I think I might've heard her mention or say it, but it was just cute to hear it repeated. And, and it was really sweet. You know what I mean? Totally. It's like, if you don't know what you're getting into, it's just like, wow. What? <laughs> All right. So we got a lot to cover and not a lot of time, potentially. We'll just so go let's through go through some of the bullet points. Yep. You know, I, I think in telling that story, they can, you know, those who are listening know, okay, so that's a series. That's what magic is possible. Yes. But man, now stretch that over 24, seven, yep. nine days, yeah. 10 days. We could do 10 podcasts on all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. But- One of the nights that we first went out all together as a group, we saw, you know, Tippy Taylor from here in mm-hmm. Austin, where we got a lot of our costumes and things from, we ran into her and we danced and we played and we then ran we, to other people that we know we from Austin, like randomly went to a place that actually had good music. And then all of a sudden, like 
10 people from Austin that we know from Austin mm. just like show up and we're like, oh my gosh, wow. And then everybody just starts dancing for a little yep. while and then everyone goes, okay, bye. And didn't see them again. And we never <clears throat> saw them again. Uh-huh. So. Yeah. We climbed structures that had like big hammocks at the top of these huge domes that, you know, kind of overlook on some level the playa. It's just so much of that. So. And Maybe we move to and playing just like lots of childlike yes. innocence and play and crazy little cars. And I'll share one quick experience and then let's go to maybe the two big ones that are coming to mind for yeah, me. Yeah. Um, the Wednesday night party and the play party. Yeah. So one cool little experience I had, and I'll make it brief, but just another flavor of how this goes. So me and the guys, a couple of the guys that were part of our core squad went out one night that you didn't. And we, in the middle of the playa, especially at night, there's just, it's mayhem. <laughs> and there was this art car that was called, oh, what was it called? I think it was sandwiches. I think it was just called sandwiches. It's yeah. Sandwiches. Yes. Yeah. And our buddy knew them because I guess they do activations in Los Angeles outside of Burning Man. I think I don't, it's not in Los Angeles. Oh, I thought that's what he said. I think it's Whatever. like in the Midwest somewhere. Oh, it might be in like yeah. Minnesota. Yeah. You might be right. I don't know. I don't know. It's somewhere in the Midwest because you know, we've got clients that have seen the sandwiches car in mm. their local parades. Oh no way. That's fine. yeah. 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 It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> cool. Like what people do with these art projects yeah. after is really funny. Yeah. So we went there and we were probably there for the better part of an hour. And this was three, four in the morning, something like that. And what they're doing is making these delicious like uh, peanut butter and jelly, panini, cinnamon sandwiches. But here's the catch. In order to receive one of these delicious little tasty treats, you have to tell a story. So basically, the it's you tell a story, you uh, say a joke or a confession. That's kind of like how it goes. And so, you know, I was feeling a little nervous to share something like that. It's three, four in the morning. I'm kind of fucked up. It's like... Just, you know, it's just a lot as we've eloquently stated over and over again. Um, but I, you know, I was trying to think of what do I want to share? And so a story about when I was a kid around Christmas time, uh, I, the long story short is I stole a bunch of my sister's Christmas candy and I was just in this flurry of compulsive behavior that I couldn't get out of and kept digging my hole deeper. And, you know, as a five, six, seven year old kid. It was not a big deal at all, but I think I got at least reprimanded. And so that was the confession I told and, you know, I had fun with it and that was the gist of it, but I got my panini and like, what? <laughs> in the middle of the playa. Oh, and like, you're on, on a microphone car. that is, you know, projected on a PA and there's, I don't know, at least dozens, sometimes hundreds on the extended outskirts of uh, the radius of my <laughs> confession. So it was just so and cute were and fun and playful. And telling and jokes. Another buddy told one in there telling ridiculous jokes, like politically incorrect and, and just absurd. And then I, my one buddy told a confession that was kind of gnarly, actually. <laughs> so I'll just share that one with you later, maybe. Oh, um, great. So just one of many experiences yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the days we spent some time in the kink area. Oh, yeah. So they have, they have camps that are essentially in the same general block, like 
multiple blocks yeah. of the same kind of themes, but variations of it. And we went to, I keep forgetting what this particular camp is called it starts with an F, but we went there and they had a section uh, of time that you could go open play, but in the begin in the like front part of this camp, they were doing electricity play mm-hmm. like a workshop, like a, basically you could go and try it out. So before you would go in, there would be someone that would greet you that before, you know, going into the actual tent area where there's play space and they would give you all the consent rules and they would do this whole song and dance and you agree and blah, blah, blah. And then you get to go in. And so we got, did you, you didn't do it cause you were hungover. What do you, I didn't you, do the electrical one. Did, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was kind of not feeling Jordan that. But I participated was trying in, to come back into himself. Yeah. Most of that particular I think that day. was the next day. Yeah. And it was, After the sandwiches. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so there was me and there was a, like a whole little group of us that took forever to leave our camp in order to get there. Uh, but anyway, we were getting to play with uh, different violet wand detachments. Mm-hmm. And then there was even a little flogger that had electricity coming yeah. out of the tendrils. And, uh, and that was kind of wild. Like yeah. I let, I got a little tiny flog action on my butt and I just, there's a handful of things that happen in the kink space that when I experience it, I squeal like, like a little girl. It's very cute. And, uh, I guess it's kind of cute, but so we get to play with electricity a little mm-hmm. bit. And then we like brought our group basically into the open play space. And there were a few people that I'd never had an experience mm-hmm. that involved all these different implements, like, um, floggers and paddles mm-hmm. and nipple clamps and ball gags and blindfolds and, spankings, you know, hands. And so, and there's all kinds of stuff happening in that. All, so there's yeah. people not in our group around us that are just having sex, having sex, doing, doing all kinds of stuff, butt stuff. <laughs> You're so funny. It's, so funny. it's, just, it's everywhere. It was there's just stuff beautiful. happening. A sex swing, people having mm-hmm. sex in a sex swing. And it's almost like you've just walked into an area. And I think people who've never seen like public sex, yeah, they anticipate it to be this thing that maybe they can't look away from or this thing that they're going to get really uncomfortable by. And there's some of that. I experienced some of that. I, yeah. But it's, it's superseded by more of like, oh, this is kind of normal-ish and like hot and cool and fine. Exactly. That's the thing that I think most people are, uh, kind of surprised by is how normal it feels. Mm -hmm. You know, they could be having an intimate conversation in the corner or having, oral sex. And it's just like, they kind of feel the same. You know Uh what I mean? When there's intimacy or some kind of, or, you know, intimacy is one thing where it feels like people have a bubble around them. But in some of these instances, it's like anyone can watch, you know, it's like open for, they like it and they like it. Uh Yeah. Um, so we went in and we didn't do anything, uh, really sexually explicit, but we delivered some experiences to some of the people that were in our group and like one, guy was put onto the St. Andrew's cross. And then we did a couple of experiences with three uh, women where uh-huh. we were blindfolding him and doing all these things and asking how it was, you know, asking him on a scale of one on. to 10. And then, you know, there were a couple of the guys that strapped one of the girls to St. Andrew's cross and like delivered an experience to her. And mm. it was all like sexy and erotic and sensual mm. and not sexual. Yeah. You know, like there are definitely sexual edges to it, but, and we were surrounded by sex, but it was cool to go in and deliver some experiences and go, Mm -hmm. how was that? And how do you feel? And okay, let's go to the next camp. Mm -hmm. You know? So that was fun. It was very fun. Yeah. Uh, And then there's probably two more experiences we can dig in, dig into before we close this conversation out for now. Um, One is the Wednesday night party. 
So our camp, Camp Mystic, has a big Wednesday night party that they're known for where thousands of people come through, maybe upwards of that. And so helped build this huge structure and had several awesome DJs and artists come through. And we had a little like pre-party ceremonial ritual with just the men and just the women of our camp. It was really awesome. And then we kicked off the shindig and had a great time. And there was a little X factor in that for us. Do you want to, you know what I'm talking about? You give me the look. So there's a, a young lady who we both <laughs> know. so funny. And she's just this wonderful woman. She's cute. She's gorgeous. She's kind. She's like just all these things. And respectful. Respectful. She's just, yeah, very self-aware, all these things. And so Lex and I have had interactions with her individually, collectively, but they've been fairly surface level and minimum-ish. I called it pretty early on. Like I noticed, Mm -hmm. even though nothing really suggested she might be interested in us, there was just something about the energy that I went, oh, I think that that's possible. That's a possibility. I felt that too. Yeah. Even though there was no communication, no setting it, setting up and Yeah. There's just like an alignment and an energy that was palpable. Yeah. So Um, it was really fun to have her all of a sudden show up at the party and we looked down and uh, I don't want to steal your thunder. I think you were in the middle of telling a story. Oh yeah. So it's collaborative. Sure. Well, then I'll take over. Then (laughs) at one point I, we noticed that she was there and we were really excited to see her. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then I can't remember, you know, we're doing our own thing and that a lot of times happens at parties and events where you're, you're going in one direction. I'm going another direction every now and then we meet back up Mm. together. And at one point you went down into the middle of the crowd and you were going to go just like float and check things out. And at one point I, I remember sitting up on the scaffolding and you walked up to me and you looked up and you were like, Hey, I'm going to go flirt. Okay. Was something like that. I was the way I recall it. It might've been more like that, but I think specifically what I said is, do I have permission to flirt with her? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, you just said to flirt. And then I think I responded with, if it's with this person. Yeah. I think it was a little bit of a clarity. Or like, I think I might've just said yes. And then I went, wait, 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 make sure it's with so-and-so. Yeah. I don't know know? exactly how it went down, but it was a very cute playful, respectful interaction. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember like our, some of our friends were kind of around me, heard this little interaction Mm -hmm. go down, which is always really sweet when we look like we're on the same team. Yeah. And, um, you know, and uh, we've done whole podcast episodes about, you know, like hiring a sex worker and, uh, doing that and like what our process has been. And like with regards to navigating our level of openness Mm -hmm. and what's true and real and right. Mm -hmm. And we haven't gone for experiences in a while. And I wouldn't say that we've ever like really gone gone for it. it. More, We're just open open to a possibility, but we still talk about what we're open to pretty Mm -hmm. regularly. So yeah, that was like a, an additional exciting piece to our evening that night as we were getting our camp was getting a lot of attention Mm. and um and like all kinds of people that we knew we could see them funneling into our like area and there was these cool performers and all of that and while that interaction with that person you know eventually she wound up coming back in my direction and we had Mm. some sweet moments and 
um, you know, the, the way the night unfolded with substances and the playa and all of that, we didn't wind up ending the night with all of us together. You know, she went in in a different direction, Mm -hmm. Um, but, but it was just sweet to feel that energy. It was also sweet for me to be able, like for me to be able to tell you that I didn't feel any resistance Mm -hmm. because there are times when I think we get in conversation where there's a little bit of an assumption that I'm actually not ready. Mm -hmm. And I just don't like what my options are. I'm not interested in my options. And I totally understand so meticulous and specific with you as my husband, Mm -hmm. as my partner, I'm not just going to be open to anything and anyone at this point. I'm just, I'm too discerning. I like a particular kind of, energy, a particular kind of person. And that's what I'm available for. Yeah. Even in flirting, even in, you know, certain kind of little interactions. A couple more pieces to this story that are fun. Uh, so when I asked you for permission, I then shared with her, I said, so I just asked my wife if I have permission to flirt with you. And she said, yes. Do I have your permission to flirt with you? <laughs> that, like, That's cute. It was fun and cute and it felt really important to be very explicit um, because it, it's just clear. It's it's consent, right? It's a form of consent. But it's that was really sweet and cute. Yes. And also kind of sexy. Yes. And ex- exactly. It's, you know, it's funny, the whole consent thing. It can and inherently is in a lot of ways, very sexy and just awesome. And I could tell like she appreciated that. I was like, yeah, of course you can. And, and, you know, for, I don't know, maybe the better part of a couple hours, it was just like flowing in and out of us just hanging and vibing and chatting and dancing. And like you said, we went our separate ways. Um, I feel like there was one more little thing I want to share there, but it's slipping my mind. Oh yeah. And I've said this before, but the gift is in the conversation. Mm -hmm. Nothing overtly sexual at, on any level actually happened. Would I, you, we have liked that? Sure. And I'm so not attached to that. It's more like, what a beautiful gift. I'm just in so much appreciation of this, not in this like manic, compulsive, maybe even toxic, energetic, or this uh, like, like expectation scar- or scarcity or scarcity. Like, yeah. Oh, there's some openness here. We got to latch on to it. <laughs> yeah. Come back to our short bus. <laughs> Yeah, our short bus that like we cannot, no matter how much we clean it and organize it, can we get our shit together inside of it? Yeah. And then we didn't see her the rest of the time. Yeah. (laughs) We didn't see her once the rest of the time. That's how it goes. Yeah, but I really at first I was like, Oh, yeah, are we gonna talk about this? But I'm glad that I'm glad that you brought it up and you went into it as if it was something significant. Cause at the time I was kind of like, oh, it was just one of many things that happened while we were there. But I really appreciate always getting to process these kinds of things with you Absolutely. because even though they are seemingly small, you know, in the retelling of it and the recalling of it, I realize you know, our growth and, mm-hmm. um, and what excites us and, and all of that. And, and an example of what's available to and listening. we get to share. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say, and we get to share, you know, just because you're open to it doesn't mean you jump right into a sexual experience with totally. someone, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, and I think for some people when they're in a committed partnership and they're open to playing with another person, they almost don't want to get that deeply connected with the other person. It's, that's almost like they're okay with as long as we don't get too deep and we just go for sex. Yeah. And I'm simply not interested in that in a lot of ways, more or less the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause and, we've experienced 
a little bit of that, a little bit of that. Yeah. And we, and we didn't like it because it's through connection that I realize, and I, and I figure out that this person is really a match yeah. energetically to have some kind of exchange. And so who knows what may come of it in the grand playa, which is the rest <laughs> of the world. Uh-huh. I think we're open to this general play and sweetness and respect mm-hmm. and pleasure and all those things. And when it's right, then we're excited for it to happen, whether it's with this person or any other person. And if it's not right, I think you and I have really settled into scarcity is not a thing. And we have so much of life left to live. So, all right. Well, I mean, the last thing that we should at least touch on, I think is the play party. Yeah. So we, so your favorite blonde doms, Kimmy and Casey, who have Mm -hmm. both been on the show multiple times. Mm -hmm. They are definitely a show fan favorite. They led a, let's say a level one and a level two Uh level one being pretty soft kind of newbies Mm -hmm. and level two being experienced open play that kind of like they've, Mm -hmm. they've people have done those kinds of things and are familiar with that kind of language and those interactions. And And so quick little backstory. And I almost certainly share this on the podcast a while ago and maybe even touched on the last episode, but when we went in 2019, we didn't stay with mystic. We didn't camp with them, but we went to this sensuality, sensuality, sexuality. Um, Kimmy and Casey didn't lead it another couple did. And we went just as attendees and that was my first, first open play, experience. open play experience. Yeah. 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 I think it was your first public sex experience, right? Um, ish like, in, like right. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. I'd um, been to a lot of events, but hadn't been a participant. Yeah, yeah. Like I'd been a voyeur. Mm-hmm. So not hadn't been with someone that I wanted to be yep. in that kind of way. So now we were going into this one, staying at the camp and explicitly supporting Kimmy and Casey and and holding the container for this. Right. So we played the roles of angels, meaning we were there as people who were experienced, who were in the work and in, in this field and who were experienced space holders. Yeah. And so Kimmy and Casey led the whole thing and we were essentially on the outskirts of the event holding the larger container. I'm not going to explain like yeah, what that really keeping our means. eyes on things happening. Any yellow flags before we even really share any additional pieces to this. It's important for, for me and I know us to share. We know that Kimmy and Casey are okay with us sharing that mm-hmm. they were the leaders because yep. they're also professionals in this space. We will not speak of any other thing. Yeah. You know, we might say we saw this thing happen, but we will not say, who it was happening by with around. So a (laughs) part of all of this is we're talking about it. Yeah. We're talking about it on a very general level, uh, but it's an agreement and it's a way that we keep everything safe is that we don't speak specifics on, you know, and especially not mentioning anything that's identifying that could have anyone identify who was who doing what. But I think, you know, it's, it's exciting for us to just mention that we got to be a part of this in this way. And, you know, for me to reflect back for you, when you and I got together, this was not your world no, at all. No. And so to fast forward our relationship and at Burning Man, you were assisting in an event that is basically open sex and play is so Mm. endearing (laughs) and sweet and awesome to reflect back on. Mm. Um, yeah, unfortunately I was in the process of starting my period that Mm. day. And, um, and that like 
the, it was the following day that I went on the the journey all around bar hopping and mm. all of that, that I was actually on it. But I was just like in the process and any woman who's listening to this knows what it's like to be at the point where you're right about to bleed, where you're like spotting and it's uncomfortable. And you're just like, will you just come already? Will you just do it already? Because then once that initial, like when you actually start to bleed, then your hormones start to do different things and, and like your mental space and everything, your body, physical, everything just starts shifting. So I was like sad that I was in this space, but also just trying to be with it and be okay with it. Um, and so open play for us didn't really happen a little bit, a little bit did, but then, but then it, but then it was just like a little bit too much. And also in the roles that we were playing, a part of our commitment was we would, you know, interact with each other and take our energy away from paying attention to the crowd and then bringing it back to ourselves. One fit in, one fit out, which is basically, yeah. but before we even got to the open play experience, it was really cool that they, um, that they led a series of workshops that were very tantric and sweet and sensual for Mm -hmm. anyone who was new. And then those people could level one. Yeah. Yeah. And those people could choose if they wanted to go into a little bit more graphic. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh scenario that was the hour after that and so that was one of our gifts to the playa was spending four hours of our time yeah uh-huh. holding space for people to explore yeah their sensuality to deepen in their intimacy mm-hmm. um yeah 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 and try new things mm-hmm. and as always seeing kimmy and casey and their mastery was just really special um i love those women and all the like i'll go on the record stating they've been close friends and developing in that way for quite a while they're at our wedding and after that experience, I feel like exponentially more connected to them on a human community friendship yeah, level. Yeah, for so sure. Really I was going to say they definitely feel like family now. Yeah. For yeah. sure, which feels really good. And mm-hmm. I really love the way that we're able to support each other because our clients mm-hmm. and community sometimes are not really ready for the subject matter that they teach on. Yeah. But we are really good at preparing people yeah, definitely. and exciting and people. And then going, if you want even more, here are the blonde doms. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes people jump in and want to learn stuff from them and realize behind this, you know, after the fact post an event that they need a little bit more work and getting to a place where they can accept those things or mm-hmm. in, be able to integrate those things. And so occasionally we wind up working with people who started with them, but then they kind of need to take a step back Mm. um, and slow it down a little bit because just because someone's like ready to explore doesn't mean they need to like jump into the next Mm -hmm. really sexually explicit edgy thing. Sometimes there's a lot of progress that's made moving at a very slow pace. Yeah. In fact, I think a lot of really big personal growth happens for people at a slow pace. Yeah. So anyway, That was a really awesome experience getting to do that with and for them. Yeah. So how do we round this out? I think a couple things you touched on substances and Mm -hmm. you said it was a little fucked up, but so I think people maybe are curious. Is there a bunch of drugs happening? Well, a playful way that I've shared with people when they've had that assumption or asked about that, it is very much sex, drugs, and rock and roll and peace, love, and soul. It is this beautiful intersection of those somewhat paradoxical, polarizing um, notions coming to a head and the type of person that's really ready, willing and able to go through everything to be there and to be all in on the experience. Generally, they can keep their shit together. They can partake of substances that truly enhance 
all the magic and the connection and all that stuff. Um, so for you us, certainly don't need the substances because Burning Man is a drug. Yeah. And I will say for myself personally, I'm high on being there. And so any substances I take magnify that. So it's funny, I, I go into it and I oftentimes go into festivals and stuff like that with this kind of excitement, like, yeah, I'm going to do some drugs, <laughs> I'm gonna take substances. And I, I get a ton of stuff to have like options options, and to have, be able to share with people. And then I go into the experience and I take very little of it myself, which is a good thing. I think it's, it's fine. I think so too. <laughs> we like to enhance experiences, but also recognize that sometimes you just don't need it. Yeah. And, and experiences, especially ones that deal with sex, sex is such a fast moving energy yeah. and there's already inherent, this inherent openness to try new things for Burning Man. And so when it comes to the sensual or sexual experiences to me, there's very few substances that I would even say yes to or suggest to people. And if it's their first time, I would say none. Absolutely not. None, yeah. none, none. And specifically in like a sexual, sexy, sensual yeah, yeah. kind of kind yeah. of way. And at large across Burning Man, you know, it's hard to resource yourself. So if you then also take a substance that makes you really thirsty Just and dehydrates yeah. you, then that could possibly be really, really hard to bounce back from. And yeah. I experienced yeah. that this time. Yes. And so I've gotten to a place where substances that have any kind of real stimulant to them mm -hmm. are a no for me. Um, because at this point I'm just, I question every so often where I'm like, am I getting more sensitive with age? <laughs> I don't want to say it like that. Like as I get older, yeah. am I getting more sensitive or am I just learning and accepting my learning about my sensitivity and being more accepting of it mm. now? Have I in the past always been this sensitive and I'm just overriding it? Yeah. I think it's a little bit of both mm -hmm. and I get to be okay with, I don't want, and I don't need. Mm -hmm. And it's not, you know, sometimes when it comes to substances, it's like if some, if, if someone that you're out with wants to do, they really want you to be on the same level and on yeah. the same energy. So there's a lot of encouragement. So there's encouragement or the, you know, general pressure, peer pressure, say. but I'm getting more and more comfortable saying I'm good. I'm, it's not even, I'm good. It's, I can't wait to play with you, you know, without that, you know, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be up with you. I'm going to play with you. I'm going to go and I'm not going to take. Yeah. And I'll just bookmark this conversation as we're going into it a little bit. I'm like, it would be awesome for us to have a conversation explicitly about substances and what that looks like in our lives and our sensual, sexual lives, in our relationship which with ones in different scenarios. Yeah. I think that could be a great fun episode that yeah. feels edgy, but feels, I'll say important and fun. Yeah, for sure. We're adults and we have boundaries and we're super open to yep. having really big kinds of experiences, but I think we're open to having big experiences because we know we have tools to help yeah, us integrate hundred percent those things. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so more, more on that convo, but I didn't want to address it. Cause I know that there's a lot of people that are of like, course. what's going on Good out call, there. Yeah. So, um, other than that, I think the way that we round it out is, will you go again? And <laughs> what is something you do differently? Yeah. So hundred percent, I would go again. It just, which is kind of crazy sometimes to say, cause in the midst of it, or like and when we were just, leaving, yeah. for example, oh God. we got stuck in an overnight line exodus to get out for eight and a half hours. It was miserable. We left at eight 30 
or eight o'clock at night and yeah. didn't touch the actual tarmac, like the road yeah. or asphalt <laughs> tarmac. We didn't hit the <laughs> asphalt until after five. four in the morning, five in the morning. Yeah. yeah. So that said, I would absolutely go again. Like we mentioned before, the infinite possibilities, the potential, the way I could do it better. And a big realization for us. And I, again, can't remember if we said this on the last one at all, but is that a lot of people go there for community and while on some level we do, that is not our primary pool to Burning Man. We have such incredible community already in our normal lives. And so next time, I really want to bring some of our closest core friends and um, just approach it with that. That feels really exciting to me. Yeah. How about you, Speedy? Um, I would go again. I need a break for sure. Yeah. Uh, but I especially need a, a break from it because it feels like all these things that we've committed to in the month post the burn was not a good idea, even though these things felt like pleasant obligations. Mm -hmm. Uh, We we just like the focus on decompression and integration and just like coming back into regular life. Uh, Yeah. I I feel kind of fucked up. Like, and I got sick you know, after coming back, doing like um, a true sabbatical. Yeah. Like I, how ideal. we cue it up and how we come down from it. We'll just, I think I, I want to focus on more of that and maybe not even stay the whole time, not yeah. arrive for the whole thing and not stay for the whole thing. Maybe just the middle. Do it a little it. bougier too. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. And the other thing that I, something that, that actually happened at Burning Man that I want to do, I want to visit more was the foam dome. Oh yeah. We didn't even talk, we didn't about, talk that. about it real quick. You gotta. Okay. So Dr. Bronner's the Castile soap, if Brand anyone's yeah. familiar, um, they have a camp that is called the foam dome, foam home, foam dome. Yeah. yeah. And it's, so there's this long line of people. It only opens Wednesday. So like Saturday midnight burning man actually opens. So, but they don't start functioning and doing their whole deal at their camp until Wednesday. So they let people get like properly funky Uh and dusty and grimy because there's no showers out there unless your camp provides it or you Mm -hmm. have an RV and you have the water to support taking a shower. So, so you're just like taking playa baths with wet wipes. (laughs) Yes. Pretty much. That's it. And so, um, (laughs) so the foam at the foam dome, there's a, a long line of people and they come in and everybody strips naked and puts their stuff on the side. And then there's this, you know, you get into line and then there, there is this big, it's like a, it's like a glass shipping container mm-hmm. is what it feels like. I don't know if that's actually what it is, but it's like this big plexiglass container and they, mm-hmm. you know, there's a DJ playing music and they call, you know, there's rules to, there's an MC that's, there's an MC yeah. and they're t- saying what the rules are and the consent and all this. And then anyway, they eventually usher about 50 people into this container that's made of glass, you know, like plexiglass, you can see through it. And then there's people above it and they have these guns, these hoses (laughs) that spray foam and soap foam and Mm. water. And you go in and they quickly spray and hose everybody down and get you wet. And then they three, two, one. And then they blast you with foam and then for 60 seconds you wash your body oh it's the best it was was the cleanest we were the whole time and everybody just like washes and they're laughing and it's just so 
funny and disarming. And everybody's fucking butt naked. Everybody's <laughs> butt naked. And well, some people had their clothes on, but most people like we saw like a couple kids, like teenagers sure, had sure. their clothes on. Um, but th- we also saw like little kids yeah. running around, like mm-hmm. getting clean. And so everybody like wash and then they hose everybody down. And then there's a DJ and then you like walk down on the other side and you go into this area. You have a dance party after. And you have a dance party under the, the like structures that the sun's coming through. Mm-hmm. You have a dance party to dry off. Mm-hmm. And then there's some of the, the people who are from the camp go around with Dr. Bronner's lotion. Foamy homies. Foamy homies. That's fun. <laughs> Did you make that up? Or? No, I think that's what, that's they're, what called. they're called. Yeah. And you get lotion. And so everybody's naked drying off and then lotioning up <laughs> and then just dancing. Uh-huh. And it's just such a beautiful like I said, disarming, natural feeling kind of experience. And for, I think for a lot of people, it's really healing. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up. That was uh, definitely a highlight and a really unique, fun experience. Yeah. And so we went in 2019, but we like, we went to Burning Man in 2019, but we never went to the foam Mm -hmm. dome, but people from our previous camp were like, yeah, we went to Dr. Bronner's. And it just felt like a mission to go yeah. over there. And this time it was right, right around it. the corner from mm-hmm. our camp, basically. And there's like a sister camp kind of arrangement where we actually got to even skip the line, which, was, so which cool. was super cool. And so after I actually experienced it, I was like, why didn't we do that more? Yeah. It just, a lot of people, it's a staple to their experience. They go every day that it's open. Yeah. It's fun, it's obviously. So, and you actually get clean, which is a godsend so when good. you're there. So yeah. I wish, you know, in the future, I'm going to go mm-hmm. foam dome it more. Yeah. All right. So yeah, I'll go again. I need a damn break Yeah, from it. Ask us in six months and we'll see where we're at in life. And, and yeah. we've got a whole laundry list of things we'll do differently. As always. And I'm sure we'll podcast about that too yeah. in the future, mm-hmm. in the far, far future. All right. Feel complete. I feel complete. My name is Jordan Marie Spadish and I feel complete with and my expression. This is our high and five. High five. Boomski. Okay, fam. We'll see you on the next one. Peace, love, soul, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you loved it, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. And if you extra, extra loved it, make sure to leave a five-star review. I'll see y'all next week.